Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Path to Freedom podcast. Today, I wanted to share a story that was brought to my attention just recently, and I thought it was fascinating. So I wanted to share it here. It's one of the biggest, I guess, misconceptions that I run into as I'm talking to people about franchise ownership and you know all the many different opportunities within franchising and all the different possibilities that can open up to someone once they make that transition into business ownership, uh, and particularly through franchising. One of the biggest misconceptions is that you know franchise ownership is small business opportunities, right? And a lot of times, people seem to think that you know if you own a franchise, you are essentially buying yourself a job right where you're going to be an owner operator maybe almost a one man woman uh one man show one woman show um and and that's certainly the case in some franchises right some franchises are designed to be you know more of that owner operator model which can be great for a lot of people depending on their goals it can be you know a way for them to get out of working for someone else and you know get to that place of being self-employed where maybe they have more earning potential than they did before and also have more control of their time and and their schedule you know that's a great thing and for a lot of people you know that's likely to be a really good fit for them but you know i have this conversation frequently with people that the the vast majority of franchises are designed to be scalable and if you really stop and think about it and understand you know, why the franchising business model works in the first place, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, the the franchisor's primary revenue stream in most cases are their royalties. And a royalty is really just a, a percentage of the franchisee's gross revenue that is getting paid back to the franchisor. So if you think about it from the franchisor's perspective, it's in their best interest to, you know, have a business model where the franchise owners are able to continue growing their business over time because that's more royalties coming back to the franchisor and you know in order to to do that and in order to continue adding new franchisees to any brand the franchisor also really needs to make sure that they're providing the right type of support in the right areas of the business and you know doing everything within their power to put their franchisees in a position to run a profitable business because you know growing top line revenue is one thing you know making sure that the business is profitable is a totally different thing and and any good franchisor out there realizes that they've got to have happy profitable franchisees if they're going to have 
any chance of continuing to grow the brand and continuing to bring in new franchisees to the system. So, you know, kind of understanding that it it makes sense that, again, the vast majority of franchises out there, their goal is scalability for their franchisees. And they're really looking for the types of franchise owners that want to scale their business, have the skill set and the mindset to scale their business and are going to be able to implement and execute the support that's provided to them uh, in order to continue growing and scaling their business over time. So um, wanted to kind of establish that, number one, but I also just wanted to, to highlight here just how big some franchise businesses can get. And, you know, if if you've heard any of my wife and I's story and, and I've interviewed other franchise owners on the podcast, you know, a lot of times once someone gets into a franchise business, regardless of what the business is and regardless of how they start, whether they're starting with, you know, one unit or location or multiple units, the opportunity to continue growing can be there. And a lot of different doors can start to open. You know, once you're able to to make that transition into business ownership, and you know, hopefully as as time goes on, and you know, if you're really executing and building the business the right way, that's going to lead to more financial resources coming in, which can open a lot of doors, right? So it's very common within franchising to see that existing franchise owners are growing their business through going out and acquiring, you know, more territory or more locations, maybe of the brand that they initially started with. But you also very commonly see where franchise owners will branch out into other brands. A lot of times there's, you know, some some strategy in how they decide which other brands they may want to get into. They're looking for you know, brands that have some synergy with, you know, the the brand or brands they already own, something that may be complementary in nature, you know, maybe it's something where they can cross market to their client base or even cross train employees. So a lot of different ways that someone could go about, you know, evaluating, hey, I'm in this franchise today, it's going really well, I want to grow, maybe I want to, you know, explore becoming a franchisee with other brands. And so, you know, there's countless examples out there of franchise owners that have done just that, you know, to, to varying degrees. And so today I want to share kind of the most extreme example, you know, that I've come across yet. And, you know, I think I'll do, you know, some more of these videos where I'm just kind of highlighting, you know, really cool success stories of franchisees and essentially empires that that they've built. If you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you're looking to create more freedom in your own life. There's also a good chance that you realize that owning your own business can be a great way to take more control of your livelihood and create more of that freedom that we're all looking for. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that I specialize in franchise ownership. In addition to owning franchise businesses myself, I have a franchise consulting firm, Path to Freedom where I help people navigate what is typically an overwhelming process of understanding franchising, identifying specific franchise companies that could be a fit, and then conducting the due diligence in a thorough and efficient manner with those franchise brands. 
My whole purpose here is to leverage my experience working for franchisors, owning franchises myself, and how we've been able to use that to create more freedom in our lives and help you determine if that could be a path that makes sense for you as well. So if any of this sounds interesting, if you've considered business ownership in the past, whether you've explored franchising specifically or not, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about you and what it is that you're working towards in your life and determine if I may be in a position to help. A great starting point is the link below in the show notes, which will take you to a short form to fill out and you'll receive a free copy of an ebook that I've put together, The Seven Steps to Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. That'll also get us connected, and I'd love to set up an introductory call where I can explain a little bit more about the process that I use to help people determine if franchise ownership could be a great way to start charting their own path to freedom. So click the link below in the show notes, receive the ebook, and let's get connected. I'd love to hear from you. So the one I want to highlight today is a guy named Greg Flynn and Greg Flynn and his company, the Flynn group. Uh, if the, the data that I'm looking at is correct, they are, and really he is the largest franchisee on the planet. All right. So what does that look like? What is the largest franchisee on the planet look like? So, as of the time I'm I'm looking at this data, um, Greg Flynn and the Flynn Group owns 2,356 restaurant franchise locations. All right, and the reason this came to my attention, I, I saw an article. So, you know, to give you a little context and background, so Greg Flynn, this guy's a Stanford business grad, right? Got out of Stanford in 1994. And instead of going into, you know, investment banking or private equity or, you know, working for one of the big Fortune 100 companies or getting into politics, right? Like you see a lot of times, you know, Stanford and other of these prestigious school graduates, that that tends to kind of be the career track that that you think they go into. He got into franchising. He bought eight Applebee's. That's how he started. And I don't know all the details of how he raised the money or if those were existing Applebee locations or, you know, if he bought the rights to develop eight units over time. I'd be curious to find out, but I don't know at this time. And so, you know, from 1994 on, as he started, you know, this, this path to building franchise business, his company grew to the point of having 2,356 locations, all right? And that's not all with Applebee's, okay? So essentially, the Flynn Group has has built a portfolio of franchise businesses, primarily within the food sector. The reason this article came to my attention is that very recently, they've expanded out of food and into the fitness sector of franchising as well. But up until very recently, exclusively focused on the food sector. And as far as I can tell, his portfolio looks like this. 369 Arby's locations, 192 Wendy's locations, 130 Panera Breads, 
441 Applebee's. All right, so that's the brand that he originally started with. 283 Taco Bells and 941 Pizza Huts. It's a lot of pizza, guys. Um, and and then you know, in this most recent expansion, uh, got into the Planet Fitness franchise with 37 locations. All right, so to to zoom out a leave a little even a little bit further and give you some more context um across all of these franchise locations that the Flynn group owns and operates 73,000 employees all right so when you think about franchise ownership and you think about you know oh is this going to be just you know some small little insignificant business that I'm starting and, you know, am I really going to be able to have any sort of an impact in, you know, my local community or in the case of something like the Flynn Group, you know, nationally, um, you know, think about this example. And yes, it's an extreme example. We're talking about the largest franchisee in the in the world, to my knowledge. So so, yes, extreme example, but. You know, as I do more of these videos, and I'd encourage anyone to just go out there and do some research on your own, this is not that rare of, of an example. There's plenty other massive franchisees just like Greg Flynn and the Flynn Group out there. And you see it a lot in food. It is pretty common in food, but but it's also prevalent, you know, outside of the, the food sector. And, you know, scale this back a little bit right just imagine that you have you know 10 locations of of a franchise brand and the number of employees that you would likely need to to operate those businesses and the number of clients or customers that you could serve through those businesses there's a lot a lot of opportunity that can begin to open up once you make that transition into business ownership. And, you know, look, different people are going to have different goals. And, and I'd be really curious to talk to, to Greg Flynn and, you know, have him take me back to 1994 when he's just getting out of Stanford and, you know, deciding what he wants to do. You know, I'd love to know what prompted him to go the direction of franchising and how he got involved with Applebee's at the time. And I'd really be curious to know what his vision and what some of his goals were at that time. Did he envision, you know, growing his business to the size that it is today? Or is that something that, you know, he started to get more clear on as he had some success, built some confidence, learned some things? Um, so really, really fascinating. Um, a couple of other things I thought were were interesting, um, just again for context. So out of the 2,356 restaurant locations that the Flynn Group operates, they are larger than the entire franchise system for several really well-known brands like Cinnabon, like Wingstop, like Jersey Mike's. Um, really, really interesting. So to me, this is super fascinating. If you can't tell, I nerd out on this stuff and and I could talk a lot more, but I'm going to try to keep these types of videos and, and podcasts when I do them a little bit shorter, a little more bite size. Um, I this was brought to my attention by the Wolf of Franchises 
uh, who's been a guest on the podcast before. I'll link the article uh, from his newsletter in the show notes here because he he gives a lot more detail and some really interesting history on Greg Flynn's story and his journey to building you know the franchise empire that he has today. Um, so quick shout out to the the Wolf of Franchises for bringing this to my attention and uh, highly recommend everyone follow and and subscribe to his newsletter. He does a podcast as well. Always has some really interesting uh, information that he's sharing relevant to the world of franchising. Um, So with that, I'm going to wrap this one up, but I hope folks out there listening find this interesting. Uh, To me, it's, it's fascinating. And again, this is just one of many, many examples where people have leveraged the franchise business model to quite literally build an empire for themselves to create massive opportunity to employ others and have a huge impact, you know, in, in their local economy, but, you know, in, in examples like this, you know, a a much larger uh, impact. So I'm going to be sharing more of this would love your feedback. If, if you like, you know, this type of you know, kind of spotlight on, you know, large multi-unit, multi-brand franchisees. Uh, Let me know, you know, send me a a note saying that you want to hear more of this. Certainly follow, subscribe, share with others that you think may be interested. Um, And just a little kind of sneak peek at some of what's going to be coming along the the lines of this video. Um, Many of you may be shocked to, to hear that Franchise ownership is very prevalent with professional athletes, retired professional athletes. So figured it would be fun to uh, incorporate some of that into to these videos as well and spotlight some of the you know professional athletes that you know most would would know and recognize and you know what they've been able to accomplish through franchise ownership as well. So with that, thanks so much for tuning in. Go drop in. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.